Here we go. For the motherland. Hi, everyone. Leading us in this time was Nisim Black with Motherland Bounce. It's Kiddush Club. We're back with another episode. And I'm super excited about this week's episode because we have an amazing guest. But before we get to that guest, this episode is sponsored by Hava Whiskey, our first sponsor. Do you guys want to guess who it is? Go for it. Don't we worry. We'll Alexa's listening. Or Siri. You know what's great? We should do like one of these. Alexa, order Hava Whiskey. Boom. If did, you, did we mess anyone up? No, for sure you did. For sure. <laughs> hey, Siri, order. No, it doesn't work. I wonder Siri. if it would work. Hey, Siri. She's not even up. She's sleeping. So... So our special guest today is none other than Nisim Black. Yes, unbelievable. It was an unbelievable interview. Uh, tremendous person, tremendous talent. Uh, it was. It, let me. I'll tell you. We were supposed to sit for like twenty to thirty minutes. It went for closer to two hours. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you, I was blown away. Not from the music, and not even from the interview. I was blown away from the person. I was unprepared for. Uh, who he is, uh, and with that, he's a he has a real seriousness, a real love for Torah, a love for the Jewish people, a love for Israel. I mean, yeah, it was a tremendous chizuk. Just tremendous. yeah, sitting with him and just hearing him. And guys, he's so humble. It's not regular. He's he's unbelievable. Like he, you're sitting with a mega superstar, and he thinks nothing of himself. He really has no airs. And that, to me, was the most impressive. Yeah, it was super impressive. But before we get to the interview, we do want to do our usual and just cover a couple of the topics of what's going on. There is a lot of action going on. Hello, we have a new government in Israel. I mean, is that not enough? Yeah, that's huge. That's That's tremendous. And I have to tell you something. And I think AY, AIM Humor, he mentioned it uh, in one of his tweets nobody really understands how the Israeli elections work. Like that whole government is kind of a mystery. Are you asking me to geek out and explain it? I'm asking I'll, you I'll geek to out. like, you know that I'm asking you to like make a like Moir Nevuchim for Israeli elections. Like, cause no one understands what's happening. Careful what you wish for. Uh, Once I start, you can't stop No, no, no. Me. I don't want this like to be long and drawn out. Give it to me in 30 <laughs> seconds or less. Okay. Okay. Here it goes. Israel has a parliamentary system, right? So what that means is everybody votes for uh, representatives in the parliament. Okay. How many members of parliament are there going to be? Uh, there is, I don't know the exact numbers offhand, but I can tell you like this. Once those members get seats, quote unquote, those seats are divided up into parties. Similar to, I mean, here we only have Republican and Democrat, for the most part, and Independent. And they've they're, got like two dozen parties. They've got a lot of parties. The ones that people are most familiar with are like Likud, which is the biggest, uh, Yeshatid, Shas, Blue and White. Degel, Mina, bro. Degel. So each one of those has basically a leader of that party. And essentially the way it works is once they vote, those po- there is one person who's tasked by the president of Israel. Now, the president is not like the president of the United States. It's ceremonious, but he also has uh, certain responsibilities. He has some power. He has some power. So, Ruvi Rivlin yes. is the one. No, didn't they just change the president? There's a new president. They yes. give it to Bougie now, but it I think he don't take the office till a little, uh, you know. Ah, okay. So, he's what he does, the president, is he tasks uh, usually the uh, party with the most seats. 
he tasks that person with trying to form a government, a majority government. Netanyahu tried to form, he couldn't. Uh, Benny Gantz tried to form, he couldn't. Uh, uh, your time running out. Lapid was the most recent one who was tasked with forming a government. So Lapid and Bennett together were able to form a majority. And that majority consists basically of uh, Yeshatid, blue and white, uh, I believe Yamina, uh, and the joint list, I believe. Whatever, a bunch of people well, get together and they make a government. Well, yes, but the kingmaker, one of the interesting things is the kingmakers here, the ones that put them over the top, was the Arab party that joined. They couldn't do it without them. So this party is actually... So the, what did it mean to have Arab in the... In the government. So essentially Likud is basically a right-wing, more Republican-esque party. Labor traditionally was uh, the famous uh, left-wing party, but Labor is really nobody anymore. Uh, Lapid is now, they call him centrist, but he's really more left-wing. He's not a fan of the religious people. Doesn't really like religious Jews that much. And they're... they're tr- he, this is going to be a problem. Yeah, this is not good for us. I mean, when I say us, I mean the from world. I mean, or maybe it is, I don't know. A lot of people don't like Netanyahu, and they feel like he's been there for too long, and they want change. They want something different. They want something new. They're all excited. I don't know. Doesn't sound good to me. I mean, so, and now... So, Naftali Bennett's going to take the first I two years. I by the way. I mean, I all like I know is that he has a magical kippah that doesn't come off. I think he showers with it. I don't know. No. Gravity does not. The pictures I've been seeing lately, he has not been wearing a kippah. No, no, no. You can never see his kippah. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's roughly the size of a chocolate chip cookie, <laughs> and it stays right in the back. So you really can't see it from the front. And it can't be Velcro. I think he's bald. Yeah. For the most so, part. Right. This is the mystery. Uh, no one can figure out Sarah how Ian. is that how is that yarmulke staying on Sarah Ian, if, if anyone knows the answer please tell us because we, <laughs> we don't know that's an email that i'd like to get the magical keeper answer <laughs> so we don't know what to expect but bottom line is it's a it's a it's a changing time for the jewish people that's for the state of israel uh, and for, for the sure. state of israel uh and uh what can we do uh, we, we'll got, we, got exactly. we got a daven that's all we well can you do. always have to do that you always have to daven but yeah, see what so that's that's Israel. I uh, here in the states, we have uh, we're coming off of two hacks, right? We had the hack of the oil pipeline that caused the gas shortage, uh, and this week we that had, was like two weeks ago, right? Yes. Okay. This week we that had, was the gas lines and like on the, on the east coast. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, didn't low, hit us. Lower east coast, right? right? So North Carolina was, you know, affected, and the prices of get the price of gas went up. There was uh, shortages, etc. And this week we've had hackers hit the largest beef producer in the United States. I so you know when I saw that I'm like, oh, all right, good. Like it's not going to affect us because we have kosher beef, completely different supply. Except that if there's not enough beef, then kosher beef becomes in higher demand, and therefore the price goes up. And no, listen to me. Only Jews will pay this price. That's true. Even in the absence of beef, Goyim will be like. What are you smoking if you think I'm paying you that for, for, for meat? Yes. You understand? I'll go vegan way before I pay that pound per price. I, I went to the butcher and it was- Price per pound. It was $22 per pound for ribeye steak. $22 per pound. Then I went to ShopRite and it was two ninety nine per pound. By the way, when I go into ShopRite, I have a problem. I'll go into the trafe meat area yes. and I'll just like pick up pork and poke it. I don't- <laughs> I, <laughs> 
I don't know why I do this. What? What? Like pork ribs. Like first, like I'll look at the, the price. Lobsters, I get it. You know, <laughs> first, I'll look at the price, totally. and I'll be like, "Wow, I could have all this, like this whole rack of pork ribs, for like seven ninety nine, and then I'll just start to." I'll smell it, see if I can get anything through the plastic. <laughs> That's disgusting. You know? And then I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll prod and poke it. I don't know why. I don't have answers for this. <laughs> poke and prod the pork. Yeah. Oh, why? <laughs> what are you hoping? I, what I don't are you know. hoping to gain? I don't have answers. Like, I get it if you were doing it to the, to, you know, the ribeyes. I, I totally get that. And compare, you want to compare, but, but the pork, you're not going over yeah, it, I, so what's the point? I don't, like I said, I don't know why I do it. It's just something that I do, and I, and and something tells me that other people do it. I feel like I'm not the only one. <laughs> I, just because you don't do it, it doesn't mean I do that a fair people. The shopping, I've never seen another yid. That's the problem. The problem prod. is, is that you're doing the shopping. When I go, I'm just following my wife. So either I'm doing the cart and I'm waiting for her to pick out stuff, and then I just meander over to the non-kosher beef section and by the way and same she, thing she's totally cool with that no she she's not she's busy she's in her own oh, world she she's notice. getting all her own her own uh, groceries and i'm sitting there just 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 checking out the pork and i don't she's, she's getting home calling her shots and going i thought he was from all he does is no I, it, the was, pork. It, was more, <laughs> it was more like i thought he was normal i don't know what he's doing so, but the same thing, by the way, the seafood gives me the same, like... Well, seafood, yeah, that's fun, especially when there's live lobsters. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll oh, definitely do that over the meat section, but, uh, I, yeah. I, nev- I never got how people eat lobsters. Do, do you get that? Do you have any any Yitzhahara for lobster or shrimp? No, there is no... Eh, it doesn't a big, look good. It's a big bug. I'll tell you when you do get the Yitzhahara. Like when you see some of these YouTube videos with some of these people like cooking these foods, like no. I'll see this guy chop up. First of all, it's disgusting. He'll slap down a lobster, on, not a lobster, an octopus on the table. Oh yes, I saw that. All right, and, and then he he'll just the chop the arms off yeah. one by one. You saw that. And this is all. This is head? disgusting. But it's then he disgusting. peels it and throws it on the barbecue, and then puts some kind of butter sauce on it, and well, all of a sudden that's a game changer. You could put butter on your shoe, and it'll taste good. Yes. So that's not a chiddush, but it's so slimy and oh. That's what I'm saying. It does look appetizing when it's in the final stages. You know, you're worrying me. You're worrying me, and uh, you're right to yeah. be worried. Yeah, it's a little worrying. I'm just saying, take whatever steps you need to take. And by the way, the worst is when is when it's your turn at checkout, and then your wife is like, "Oh, I forgot one thing. Let me go. I'm gonna run and get it." And then there's only a certain number of items in your cart. So you're going to run out eventually. And I'm like putting things on the belt in like Baltimore speed, you know? And <laughs> Baltimore speed. And, and it's like, no, by the way, I went to Baltimore a few times and everything is slow motion. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Have you ever been? Yeah, once. Yeah, it's the whole, it's like a whole town. It was like, it was like the whole town's in slow-mo. <laughs> and it was like, maybe I'm just from New York, so maybe I am a fast that, pace. That, that is what but it is. But that's not what it is. I think they're it is. just, they're moving in slow motion. It was bizarre to me. Anyway, I'm getting on. Anyway, I'm taking my stuff out slowly, and there's a line of people waiting behind me. And of course, she's not back. And of course, guess what? She's got the credit card. So I'm standing there. They're looking at Ouch. me. The people on the line are looking at me. The cashier is looking at me. No one's saying anything because everybody knows what's going on, and there's nothing to say. And it's that level of awkwardness when the panic sets in. Let me. T- <laughs> it's like you just don't know what to do. Let me tell you something. If your friend could eat rancid chopped liver to save his wife, <laughs> you could sit there, stand there on the line. Stand By the way, that was the last episode. That's in episode 11. If you missed it, go back. It's worth it. Uh, so I'm making a prediction. Uh, I'm pretty plugged into tech, as you know. This 
uh, these hacks that have been coming out, this is just the beginning. I mean, I shouldn't say this. I'll have to play but this is just the beginning. We're going to be seeing more and more of these things, especially when they're successful. I mean, the oil pipeline paid $5 million ransom. Yeah, yeah that's a problem. Yeah. Because you're showing people that there's, there's a business here. There's a business model here for the hackers. And by the way, just so like you know. What's next? What do you think is next? What's hacked next? I don't know. The nuclear. Chas v'shalom. No, I, no I, I don't think the nuclear. I'm, I'm thinking these people see profit. They could hack, make money. So that's it. They just need to take, they just need to kidnap or, or hold for ransom something. A government website. Not even government. Go for corp- corporate America. You know, let's say an airline. Could you imagine? I don't, I don't like to think, of, I'm getting uncomfortable even thinking about it, but imagine if they, if they hacked an airline and now you have planes in the air. Is there any amount of money that they wouldn't pay to right. regain it? Yeah. Very, very scary. By I the mean, way, but also on a smaller scale, I mean, this happens to individuals. Oh, all the time. You'll have people, you'll, you'll get a phone call, looks, uh, it looks like an, a normal number or a number that you know, and on the other end, it's a scammer, hacker. Absolutely. We are from the IRS, right? <laughs> okay, pay us the money, right? Go get gift carded. By the way, I know people that fell victim to this I scam, and I'm like, wait, people. you're a smart person. Like, how did this happen to you? Like, this guy that it happened to... He's very smart, like a very intelligent person. And he's like, yeah, like I lost 500. I'm like, what? For like, what? How? Like I, I, I went to buy gift cards. I'm like, what? Yes. How, like, yes. how does that work? How does Mr. India, how does he get you to go to a Walgreens or to go to any store and go buy gift cards for the IRS? I don't know. I just, I can't. I can't wrap it your just head around d- it, I can't. But, I can't. But they're pretty thorough. You know, one of the things they do is they, they call with a fake caller ID. So you get the call from, you know, the IRS many times. And uh, unless you're, you, they always use scare tactics like, oh, you, you know, you're, you're going to be arrested or you're going to be audited, and, you know, all these kind of things. Yes, the accent is, you know, definitely. It kind of makes flag. everything not serious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, you're going to go to jail, right? Okay. You will spend long time there, right? Like, I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah. I, I honestly, I love getting those calls. I love, love, love getting those calls because I play with those guys. The first thing I do is, oh, where are you calling me from? You know, when he's from the IRS and he's like, Washington, D.C. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I can't do the accent. But, um, and I'll be like, really? What's the weather? You know, and, I, and it's a race and now. And then to he's Google, go- Google it quicker. <laughs> it's great. Weather.com. <laughs> Partly sunny, right? Okay, we have showers coming. It's, 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 but, and the trick, there's, there's a trick to this whole thing is, if you show your hand too quickly, they hang up on you right away. Yeah, they they're want, not wasting they time. Waste time. They're all business. They're playing the numbers. They know they have to hit 100,000 people to get whatever, 10. So the second they have an inkling that you are onto them, they hang up. So you have, I to, had you have somebody, to string them along. It's, yes, it's I was listening game. to somebody string them along for over an hour. And to the point where they, they were sitting, Love this guy it. was sitting at his computer, and he was making actual sound effects as he went to the local store to get his gift cards. So as he's driving away, like he's making the sound effect for like the car and the traffic, and and all of a sudden he 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 starts playing a siren in the background, and and the IRS guy, you know, the scammer goes, "What what is happening right now? What who is it behind you? What is this noise?" He's like, "Oh, I'm being pulled over. I'm being pulled over. Okay, should I tell them I'm on the phone with the IRS? No, do not tell them." <laughs> Whatever you do, don't tell them you're on the phone with the IRS. 
Like, <laughs> and then wait, at the end of it, at the end of it, he started yelling at the scammer. He's like, you're, you're a piece of dirt. You're trash. You're, you're scamming people out of their savings. And the guy broke down crying. No. He broke down crying. He's like, please, you have to help me, right? I don't like to do this. I want to get a regular job, but <laughs> money is so hard. So hard to find. Do you have a job for me? No. He actually, like, he turned it around. I must, I must <laughs> see this. I must see this. True story. Well, speaking of technology and tracking, have you seen the uh, this thing that they do with great white sharks? <laughs> no. I mean, I'm plugged into technology, so like these things like pop up all the time. So like all the great white sharks, well, not all, but they, they, the conservationists or whatever, they want to increase the population of great white sharks. Side point, why? Don't understand that. Like, do we need more great white sharks? No, it's part of the ecology. No, no, there no. There are things we here at play need- that we don't understand. Okay, but great white sharks, really? So what they do is they catch them, they tag them with these electronic tracking devices, and they throw them back in, and so they could track them. And if that wasn't terrifying enough, I want to read to you. So they, <laughs> there was a news article about this specific great white shark that they tagged that's been hanging out around New York and New Jersey lately. Uh, it's 11 feet long. And uh, let me read to you from the article that I read. It says this, Fisher said New Yorkers shouldn't sweat sharks, but should respect them. Though great white sh- great whites will quote come right up on the beach end quote Fisher said the risk of attacks on humans is low and beachgoers can minimize the risk with some quote personal accountability. Okay, let me reread that one point. They'll come right up on the beach. G- great white sharks will come right up on the beach. I mean, they're making oh, it sound like it. a koala. <laughs> like <laughs> exactly. Don't don't worry. It'll be fine. Great white shark. I mean, by the way, did you see that video of the bear, the lady with the bear protecting her dogs? No, I can't believe you didn't see it. It was everywhere. There is a bear that comes up onto the wall of her backyard, and her dogs start going crazy. And he's taking swipes at the dog, and, and they sh- have tremendous claws. Yeah, one and swipe from a bear. Yeah, no, no, bear. no. This dog was on his game. Was it a big dog? Like it was uh, three dogs. And she was But these are like German shepherds, so these are like one big poodles. one, two small ones, you know, they get It makes the, a difference. The smaller the dog, the feistier it gets, you know <laughs> yes. what I mean? And she runs out in a panic and shoves the entire bear off the wall. No. Yes. Viral this That's week. That's insane. Yeah, it was crazy. And the bear just was like, okay, whatever. I'm no, gonna- the bear fell. I mean, it was balancing on a wall. Think about uh, that. So the bear fell over. She grabs the dogs, runs she, for the hills. She's insane. Yeah. But you know what? She became, that was her 10 seconds of fame, and she's everywhere. Remember, she's viral. Remember a like, segment, remember all, a segment that we had? On what, try on this one? at home? Yeah, do not try that one at home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but she, that. well, no, she was on the news. She, people like dying to talk to her. Like every interview show wants to have her on and say, like, what were you thinking? How in the world did you shove a bear off a wall? And That's basically, a- the whole thing goes like, yeah, I didn't know what else to do. My dogs are in danger, so I just did whatever came to my mind. And That's a momentary lapse of reason, in my opinion. The, you don't, you do not approach bears. You know what? In, in, they, I gotta in fact, tell you something. Today, quickly, the, 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 when you have a dog, it's like, it's like, it's like having a kid. Yes. You know? Now, who yeah, wouldn't yeah, do that for yeah, their child? I guess you're right. Her parental instincts kicked in. Right. That was, she wasn't even thinking. She just, right. she just ran up and pushed them out. Yeah, I hear that. The bottom line is, is that there's more and more great white sharks. The population is increasing and there's apparently a lot of them around New York and New Jersey. Uh, 
and California. California is even more than New York. So I don't know about you, but not that I'm a huge ocean How about ocean stay goer. off the beach? Yeah, right. I, I, I'm afraid of the ocean. I'm just putting it out there. But the truth is, there's nothing more invigorating than the ocean. When you have that privacy and you can get in and you can you can enjoy it, there's, there's nothing better. Uh, I'm always in fear of the o- ocean, even a jellyfish. And this year, uh, before Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, uh, because of co- the whole corona thing or whatever. Uh, yeah, a lot of people were using the ocean yes, for the mikvah. I didn't go to the mikvah. I went to the ocean, took my son. We went to the ocean and... Uh, I didn't enjoy it. Not one bit. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. You know, well, I probably also because the water was 40 degrees. It, no, no. It was actually pretty warm because it's the end of the summer. The water doesn't get cold till like later in the season. But yeah, it's, it's, it's icky, you know, and you feed it. You're an istinist, brother. You're an istinist. Is that what it is? That's what you are. Okay. I accept. But uh, that's enough about the news. I think it's time we actually introduce our guest. Before we do introduce our guest... Uh, I want to mention again that uh, the episode is sponsored by Hava Whiskey. You can get Hava Whiskey at HavaWhiskey.com. Everything right now ships from Israel, so give it a little bit of time. But also, Nisim let us know that uh, they're working on distribution here in the United States, so you'll be able to order it and get it right away. Excellent. We haven't had the chance to try it yet, but Nisim tells us that he is going to be getting us some bottles to try and yes. very, very look forward to a review in a subsequent episode yes here's our interview of Nisim Black <laughs> so first of all we want to thank Nisim Black for taking the time to sit with us he, this man is very busy he just finished a, a video yesterday shooting here in Brooklyn luckily he's taken some time from his busy schedule to sit with us and we appreciate it tremendously Thank you for being here, Nisim. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm sorry you guys missed it. Uh, I don't know how you missed it. It's like 100 people staying on a corner. How did (laughs) it go, by the way? How did it go? (laughs) It was amazing. But it's Um, exhausting. Is it? Because I remember you put something out at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. No, it was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, we started at 8 o'clock in the morning, technically. Um, and you know, these days, especially when you're doing like an all day shoot, you know, sometimes you can split it up over two days and then you can have a little bit of a rest and you know, whatever. Yeah. But the all day shoots are exhausting. I think it was like 12 hours, 13 hours or something like that. We did yesterday. And, and what do you do like in between takes or in, in between, between takes? Yeah. Um, uh, me, I'm on, uh, you know, FaceTime with my, with my wife and my kids. <laughs> That's wow. what I'm doing. Nice. Um, in between that are taking selfies with people on the street or trying to find a bathroom somewhere in New York City. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, so many different things, you know, I did a little, he's both of this. I brought a safer with me yesterday. Which safer was it? Bayam Darchacha. It's a very, very beautiful safer. Very beautiful safer. It's by one of the Tamilim of Ichimaya. It's based on Ichimaya's teaching. Ichimaya Morgenstern of Yerushalayim. Uh, his safer Yamakochma. And uh it's a practical safer in, in a vote of shim, you know, how to sin, you know, one level at a time, you know. It's very, very good. Very, very good. Nice. we I think uh, we actually went into Trader Joe's trying yeah. to find you. We said maybe he's in Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> we know you don't have Trader That's Joe's. That's so funny. I did go I did go to Trader did you really? Joe's. That's yes. <laughs> we just Trader missed him in Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's. You, know, you know why I went there? I went to go use the bathroom. Mm. <laughs> so that's, you know, so you got to go find They you. have the most kosher products. It's so strange. I didn't see anything, man. I was going for that bathroom, man. <laughs> and, I, and I got out. Had to hurry up and get back before we started the next next scene. 
So I think uh, we want to jump in right away. I mean, we are known as the Kiddish Club. Right. That's, that's our podcast. Right. We talk a lot about alcohol. Okay. We talk about herring. We right. talk about everything and everything to do with Kiddish Clubs. First of right. all, how do you feel about Kiddish Clubs? Oh, um, you know, I never really joined the Kiddish Club, you know, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate them while they're happening. I definitely enjoy uh, making a grand appearance into a, to a Kiddish Club, you know. Oh, we'd love to crash one of our Kiddish Clubs, yeah, by well, the way. I would love to. I would love <laughs> next to. Time, I would love next time here in the States, we yeah. got to have you at our Kiddish Club. Yeah. We don't as, long as, it, as, as long as it's not the traditional Kiddish Club that starts, you know, when the rabbis start speaking, you Uh-oh. know. But it's good for me, though. <laughs> the MSs, the MSs by me, it works out perfect because I never have the issue because no rabbi ever speaks in Yerushalayim or Eretz Israel, you know, you don't have. A, Is that true? That's like yeah. an American thing. Such sermons, American thing. sermons are American. American shuls, where you have a high volume of American, you know, uh, participants or audio, uh, you know, people congregants. Then you'll have uh, a speech from a rabbi. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know the last time I've been to a shul that I had a speech from a rabbi on the Shabbos. Well, just so you know, our tagline is all the hawk without missing a word of Musaf. Really? So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so technically, so what I'm getting at is, is Kiddush Club is already built into Eretz Israel, you know what I right. mean? That's so right. it's already like immediately Musaf starts, all you hear is benches flying, tables moving in the middle of Musaf. So we don't wait for the rabbi to start. We just already start disrupting the Baltfila <laughs> at the time besides Musaf. You can smell the if there's a good Kiddush Club the, happening. Exactly. To smell the herring start coming and uh, everybody's already done, you know, ink, ink, okay, all right, you know? And it's crazy because, you know, I, I, I really would say that I dive in at a really good shul. Like people that are very, very good, you know, nobody ever talks in shul, Kavana, nice breast love, you know, shul that I'm at. Most of the guys, they grew up breast love, the family, you know, whatever. Very serious davening, you know what I mean? But it's just something about when it's time for Kiddush. All of a sudden, boom, tables start flying around, <laughs> moving around. Guys, everything's in formation, you know what I mean? And in Breslov, in a Breslov uh, shul, we have a minhag that after we're done with the tefillah, we do tikkun Maklali. Right, so we immediately everybody does tikkun haklali, right? So it used to be you make the tikkun haklali, then afterwards you start fixing up the tables on that. No, 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 they're already ahead of it. <laughs> they already got their spot. So if you have any intention of going to go find a place to sit, you it's already. It's like yeah, it's you like you see a guy you know. Before, you know. It's like you see a guy you know all week, and then like on Shabbos, it's like, who are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's real, man. It Do you like real. herring, by the way? I love herring. Really? I live for herring. Oh, yes, that's yes. see, that's good. Gr- that is so comforting. Yeah, I did not grow up with There's a lot of things I don't do, but herring Give I do. Give us an example. What don't you do? Pacha, I don't do. Oh, yeah, I'm on that page. I, yeah, Mm-mm. you don't do it either? I, I do not do, do pacha. I don't do liver. Oh, liver, chopped I don't liver. Do I don't do chopped liver. You don't do chopped liver neither? We spoke a lot about You made fun of me. The last episode was the chopped liver episode. Really? Yes, yes, yes. It was a great story. Don't miss it. I, yeah. I mean, I don't do chopped liver. Yeah, you don't I, do can't chopped do liver. I, can't I can't do it either. I, I do also. the chopped liver, but the, it's 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 the pacha. Some people call it gala. Yeah, gala. People yeah. will will hurt other people for that stuff. Yeah, yeah. See, as I'm saying, I like I, I just no I keep thinking, what am I missing? Like right. what? Ha- <laughs> no, it's very serious business, man. It's a very serious. So, thing. so do they do they actually serve alcohol at your kiddush club? Uh, uh, yeah, and very little, very little compared to the other, you know, places. Every time, once in a while, you see a scotch, but it's the English guys, you know, there, you know, it's not the, the Brits. Yeah, not the clever, but everybody partakes. Everybody enjoys. You of know, course. So. so let's get into Hava Whiskey. Yes. Now, Hava Whiskey is your own brand of whiskey yes. that you're promoting, yeah. you've created. Right. 
how in the world did you get into this? That's that's a very good question. And every time I'm asked, I have to stop and I have to think about it. So I, it all happened like this. I really wanted to do um, something and sell some type of product. Now, as an artist, um, traditionally, what does a what does an artist do? Especially a rap artist, you sell merch, you sell T-shirts sure. and sweaters and all those other things and things like that. Right. You could have done so, anything. I can't really sell. So like the thing is, it's about. Is it genuine to you as a person? When you go to sell something, is it genuine to you? Like, if there's a Nissan Black T-shirt that Nissan Black will never wear because Nissan Black doesn't wear right, T-shirts, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's kind of like hard to like to push this thing. So you know, I went back to the drawing board and I'm like, what is it that I can you know sell and 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 something that I genuinely enjoy? You know, and so I started thinking, and the first thing I thought about uh, was a Moscato. And mm-hmm. what, whatever I did, I wanted to do from Eretz Israel. Like, that was, like, the thing. You know, I'm not, like, stuck on it, but I, like, if I'm going to do something, I want to be able to give. Why? Because I think all the bracha in the world comes from Eretz Israel. So I wanted to do something in Eretz Israel. Moscato is, like, completely, uh, uh, it's been monopolized, whatever, however, however you say it, by, by Italy. So if I want to do it really, if I really want to do it at a at affordable price, I had to deal with Italy. So I got less interested. So I started thinking about vodka. And I thought, I'm not really a vodka guy. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things. And all I think about vodka, I just think like, that's just like the go-to, I want to get drunk really quickly. You know what I mean? Either that or... <laughs> vodka you're and tequila. Vodka and tequila. Vodka and tequila. Yes. And so... um so I didn't really, really know what to think of it. So I ended up taking a, a friend of mine. He needed to go. We were having a barbecue. And there was somewhere they wanted to get some cuts and meet somewhere near Machine Yehuda or something like that. And so I went and I took them. I was a driver. And I'm sitting in the car. And some guy comes up to me, some guy named David. And he says to me, Nisim, I have a distillery. I have, you know, I have whiskeys and different things like that. So he gives me two bottles. And I have a couple, you know, shots when we get back to the barbecue. I was like, wow, this is really, really good. And I told him, you know, when I was there, I said, you know what? I'd be interested in doing a whiskey. He wow. was like, let's talk about it. So we ended up having a meeting and talk about it because my thought process was like this. Like, you have to think about it in every category. You know, if Nissan Black was an alcohol, what would he be? You know, as a whiskey. And it'd be a short little chubby bottle. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like like the bottle, you know what I mean? You start thinking of things like that, right? I'm very like classy guy. Like, you know, these guys have uh like I said, it's a little bit easier. Not to say I'm against the other alcohols. I would love to, you know, maybe venture out eventually, but it's just sort of like if I was able to define me, it'd be have a whiskey. You wow. know what I mean? And it's uh very much so more refined, you know, comes in, it's, it's, you know, I really enjoyed uh uh enjoyed whiskey. So I used to be a big, um, big fan of uh, of Jack Daniels originally. That was like my go-to thing. And then I got into the Maker's Mark and then all the other stuff. And then I had the privilege of having Jameson, Jameson one time. Yes. And that. Irish whiskey. Yeah, that was Love already Jameson. like, you know, a whole different level. So, you know, that's when you start start graduating. You start right. going up. Opening up bit, your you know, palate. Opening up your palate a little bit, you know. And uh, so, like, it was just a great opportunity. So, what we did next was you have to pick a barrel. You know, I want to buy barrels from him. That was my next question. Right. I had to do it. Exactly what I wanted to know. Yes, what you wanted to know. I wanted to get something that was uh, bourbon style, right? Because I love, yeah, I love bourbon. But I think the, the thing was to get a bourbon style that, like I said, represented me. It had to be black. 
You know, I, you know, I'm thinking, listen, it had to be me, right? It had to be blackened, you know. Uh, I honestly, I prefer very smoky taste, but, yes. but, me too. but, yes, I had to think about like, you know, the masses, ev- the masses most right? people don't, well, like most it. people enjoy, right? Um, which I wanted something very smooth. So I ended up, you know, tasting different barrels and, and then I found my match and, uh, is, it was, uh, quite, it was quite interesting having whiskey straight out of the the barrel. I think there's like a video of me drinking it. It's spicy, very really? very spicy. Oh, straight out of the. I mean, you're drinking it already at sixty some percent or something like that. And then what happens? It out. just kind of it kind of lowers itself, or no, kind of just you have to water it. You have to uh, you have to add water, and so that's what we add so water. So they from give the it to you line. straight. It's all from the Golan, you know. Oh wow, that's also so another distillery uh, uh, yeah. up there. So it's. Uh, it's very, very. So it's, a, it's a holy whiskey. I was gonna say that's that's, that's <laughs> right. This that's a special product. To it. That, yeah. uh, by the way, I think in a subsequent episode we have to have a tasting. Yes, mm-hmm. that's Absolutely. happening. Absolutely. I mean, I was kind of hoping for. I a have tasting, to ask but. you guys, Mahila, that <laughs> I I was gonna bring a few bottles with me, and uh, I totally forgot. That was the one thing, and I was saying, I don't want to forget anything before I get on the plane. I'm gonna forget anything. Okay, whatever, whatever. So Israel is not known for its whiskey manufacture. I mean, I. I I actually right. got a gift. Somebody brought me a gift, a whiskey bottle. It was This is like six years ago. Right. And he said, this is a new thing coming out of Israel. They're starting to do whiskey. And I was mm-hmm. like, since when does Israel have any whiskey? Right. But one of the things I want to know is how how are you aging this whiskey? I mean, ha, has this been in you know in production for a little while? The, the truth is that the distilleries already was aging so many different you know types of whiskeys and different things like that. So for me, it was sort of like, Take your pick, you know, and I wanted a style that he didn't already have, uh-huh. and I wanted something that he didn't do. So I, I did my own tasting and figuring out, okay, this is me. This is the Nisim section, you know. <laughs> so that was sort of how I did it. Um, and this was already aged like three years, three and a half years or something uh, okay. like that. So it was really, really good to be able to to have that opportunity to have something like because that's already I want to we we started this discussion now about doing tequila. Eh, tequila takes a while. Yeah. yeah, it takes a long time. So it's like you know sitting, but we got some time until that happens. At least if I'm going to do it from Israel. So, and the the barrels are they oak barrels? They're oak barrels. Oh. Yes, they're oak barrels. I mean, I imagine you got to do this over a couple of days because you can't just keep tasting whiskey bottles and just stumble <laughs> out of the best. distillery. No. And the I best. think I'm going to drive two hours back <laughs> exactly. to the Chimish. No, not, absolutely not. So, uh, for sure. Not if I'm going to get there safely, at least. So, you're, you're definitely right. You're definitely right. So, I, I, I assume this is going to be, this is a whiskey that has a Heckscher. Yes, of most course. Whiskeys. Of course, of course, of course. So, we did Circle K, but the Heckscher, honestly, why we do the Heckscher? The Heckscher is not really for not the Jewish audiences. Right. It's done for the non-Jewish audience. Everybody really? Says they see kosher. Everyone says, uh, everybody likes yeah, kosher. Yeah, but in the, Jew- in the non-Jewish world, kosher is like... It's a thing. Yeah. It's like it's pure. Yes. It's I don't it's know. It's kosher. It's yeah. It's kosher. Right. It it's, sounds like it. It's belongs, a genre. It, it's it a genre like now. It belongs at Trader Joe's. Yes. Right. Yes. The, <laughs> there you kosher. go. Exactly right. It's kosher. It's kosher. <laughs> right. You never believe I bought kosher whiskey today. Really, Sandy? Yeah. You know, it's like it's kosher. It's kosher. So he so, made it. Made sure it's nice and big on the label. It's kosher. You know, so. So is this a, is it, did you opt for, is it a, a single malt? Is it a blend? It's a single malt. Oh, it's a nice. single malt. And um, the reason, you know, I'm already, that also worked out. You know, I, I've been doing uh, uh, keto. And I lost a lot of uh-huh. weight. And, uh, you know, when I was meeting with uh, the nutritionist slash, um, slash 
trainer slash, uh, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger on steroids, <laughs> you know, this guy's big guy, you know what I'm saying? He's got to be Israeli. Yeah. Because no, only the no, is- no, he's really not. not? He's a Miamian. Really? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, he, he told me that, you know, when he started telling me about the diet and I was so confused, okay, can I have this? Can I not have this? Can I have this? He says, one ingredient. If it's got one ingredient, you can eat it. So I was like, hmm, one ingredient. What is that? Hmm. Anything with one single ingredient? malts, no <laughs> blends. You know, thinking. I don't think that's what he was talking about. He eventually told me I can't have the whiskey, also. But you know, one ingredient. No, so whatever. But so, uh, but you look great, by the way. Oh, yes. You've been you, taking. You. Uh, you've been losing weight. You've yeah. been. Uh, and is it is it Most for your health? It. It's for my health, and it was for my mm. my mind also too. I mean, just after COVID, felt like I got beat up a lot. Right. You know, physically, <laughs> and. Um, the truth was is that, you know, you know, my doctor was threatening me with surgery. So it was like surgery or you lose the weight. And I started thinking, putting the thing putting two things together, like, what happens after you get the surgery? You eat less. So it's like, hold on, what's the chokhmah in that? So <laughs> you just start eating less. Right. If I start eating right. less now, then I won't. And you save yourself the uh, right, the right, sleeve. Right, right. And I and I lost as much as the guys that are getting surgery in just the same amount of time. Wow! Eating, wow! Eating less. Wait, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wow! That's amazing. Yes, yeah, so. that's the hardest part. The mm-hmm. hardest part is really just the control. And I've been dieting my the, whole life. The so hardest I, part is you. having a whiskey while you're losing yes. weight that you can't that drink. You, can't. you know, <laughs> yes. alcohol is like watching everybody else drink it. You know, oh, what I mean? so alcohol is the worst thing for dieters. Yeah, the yeah. absolute worst. It slows yeah. your metabolism. It just right. slows you down. It's terrible. Right, right, right. But it's great for kiddish clubs. Yes, <laughs> I wanted to ask you. Uh, we're coming off of this whole thing that happened with Hamas. Right. Uh, where were you during this whole? I was in Eretz Israel and staying close to the bomb shelter. Um, I miss a chasana that I was really looking forward to. Also, too, my wife wouldn't let me go. Um, I think I was at a karate class. I have two boys in karate. Um, so karate, not Krav Maga. Not Krav Maga. They're oh. in karate. They're in karate. We're starting with karate. You know, you got to go up, Madre, because you know, <laughs> we'll get to Tai Chi. We got, we got, we got, you know, we got things. Anyway, so they, um, so they were in class and, <laughs> which is interesting. My wife called me while I'm in class with the boys and she's like, do you hear the sirens? And I'm looking, nope, I don't hear any sirens, you know, and there's sirens are going on outside. We could not That's hear scary. them. Inside of the inside of the you know the gym there, and she's like the sirens are going on. So I you know I walk out when I when I when I went to the hallway and I heard them. So I went in and told the instructor and, you know, and all the kids. We ran into the gym. There was no mamat there for us to go and uh, to go and uh, to go and hide in. So we all went into the gym, and my kids are telling me they heard a boom, and I'm like, oh. I didn't hear a boom. How you guys hear a boom? But I also didn't hear the alarm neither. So it didn't really matter if I, if I heard. But um, it's just like. Telling me, no, Abba, I heard the boom, heard the boom. And it turns out that not too far from us, one did land and hit a wow. house in Telstone. Wow. Nobody was in the house. And so after that, you can imagine the, you know, the, the fright that, you know, started happening towards to people. How were you kids? Were you kids? I mean, were <clears> you kids, like kids? Oh, flipping yeah, out? for sure. Flipping out. They're scared, you know. And plus, plus kids scare other kids, you know. So when they start talking to the friends and everything else. Um, and then they stopped school for like three days and they told us they were sending out notices, stay close to your mom, put food in there to the bomb shelter. And we put food in there and had water in there. We didn't have to go back in, thank God. Um, and then I'm also very machpi not to watch the news. 
Smart. So that's uh, smart. So Very smart. I was getting my news from other people also too, especially after especially after COVID. So prior to the COVID situation, I hadn't seen the news in ten years. That's how long it had been since I watched. I didn't wow. trust the weatherman. I grew up in Seattle. I don't trust the, the weatherman. Okay, rain right, right. It's right. rain. Right. He could say that, but he doesn't. He always yeah. wants to say clouds and other stuff. And you know, it was just going to be. Rain. We could have an appearance by the right. sun, maybe, right. perhaps. Right. You know. So I don't even. I don't even news. I don't even do until COVID, and I felt like the COVID thing was just like mama's driving me crazy. You know. And so after that, I was like, I'm done. Plus, after the COVID thing, then you had the elections here in America. Like, it was just so much the Black Lives Matter. It was just like... It was. It, it bombards was, you. It bombards me, your yeah. whole life. Especially for a person. Can you imagine not watching news for 10 years and then you start watching it? There's a global pandemic. Every, <laughs> every, every, every country it's is like, let's see what I miss. Like, see what I miss, you know what I mean? I, and and, and for, for real, I didn't have the internet in my house for eight years prior wow. to this. So I had to get the internet. I had to work from home. I had to do everything from home. So, you know, that was horrible for me because I caught up on all the election. I didn't know anything that was going on. I knew Trump was the president. I didn't even know who Mike Pence was. I didn't know. I, it, don't even get me started. That, with that, by the way, politics. ignorance is absolutely bliss. Yes. It is. And 100%. it feels so good. Do you understand? I've been trying to get my life back over the last few months. I'm just like... You want to be Mufka. You don't want to know. I don't yeah. need to know. Right, right. It's, it's, trust you me. It was so good for me, but it gave me an opportunity to learn something that's very, very valuable. It's the importance of hearing good news. Of hearing good news is invaluable. I mean, it is the most, um, it is, a, it's, it's the biggest treat in the world to be able to hear good news is satisfying, gratifying, helps a person. It invigorates you. It, invigorates it revives you. you. It gives right. you a new. Right, right. And it's like once you see that there's just so much, and you know, also to the news, one of the reasons why I didn't pay attention because a lot of stuff is not true. You know, I've been interviewed, you know, for a long time since I was like 15 years old, and especially when, you know, papers and all the other stuff. So many times I'm just like, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I for sure didn't say that. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So I ha I experienced it firsthand. So now. Fake news. And now you got to watch it. And most people that watch the news already know there's so many lies. Right. So now you're trying to decide what's true, what's not true. Like the whole thing becomes trivia. You know what I mean? So I think it's crazy just to think that Trump was the one that just alerted everybody. Hello, it's all fake news. Right. Yes. Isn't it crazy? Yes. He just, he opened everybody's eyes. Like everyone's like, yeah, it is fake news. Right, so, right, right. But we right. didn't even have a thing. It wasn't even a thing. Fake right, news yeah, was we, not we even a... You trusted. It, it, exactly. We, we you trusted. just trusted your your trusted local whatever, and you trusted CNN and right. all those 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 media outlets. You trusted everybody, and then he's he he woke everybody up and said, "Hey, guys, it's just it's fake news." Yeah, right. And then it's just it's totally a thing now. Which is also interesting when you look at you know what you're talking about right now the 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 Hamas and, and Israeli conflict also too. Look at how many people who never even been there. Right, never even been They're actually experts. Yeah, right. They're experts. They're back in in in, in Israeli politics. <laughs> yes, yes, and and you and, and the only way they've gotten it is from the news. Right, that's it. That's completely it. And, and by the way, celebrities and right. famous people, yes. everybody yes. wants right. to weigh in on a place, and they never even visited the region. Forget the country. <laughs> yeah, forget they have the never region. even been in the Middle East. Right. Period. Well, I actually right. wanted to ask when you when you were listening to the news or watching the news, is it American or is it Israeli? 
Well, I'm definitely watching the American news. I mean, I'm not. Oh, I, so you the Israeli thing is the was. whole situation over there is I don't even understand nothing what's going on. I don't understand what the elections are. <laughs> I don't understand how they exactly. work. And the whole thing is just a Sylvia that I just, I'm, I'm not even interested. Nisim, you're not alone. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Very you much. saw how horrible the coverage is. I mean, because yeah. here, the news here makes it like they're shooting these rockets. Yeah, but they're no big deal. Yeah. Right. And then Israel's, you know, killing all these Hamas people, but big deal. These rockets are, are just dumb. Nothing happens. Right, right. And they don't realize that there's parents with their crying children who are sure. flipping out. You, you're taking right. them into bomb shelters, living right. at three in the morning. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. crazy. And listen, as an American, I mean, you're an American as well. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wrap my head around it. I've never been right. through something like that. Right. You know, uh, the, you, you know, we have a little some crime here, but mm. we don't have going into a bomb shelter. To me, that's like mind boggling. Like, do you mm. ever think I, I'm going to come out and ask this question? Because it was I, I thought yeah. about it from before. No problem. Do you ever say like, you know, I kind of, I, I, I kind of miss the states in that. You know, I, I never had this fear over there. I don't have to worry about that. No, nah, it's just different type of fears. It's different type of fears over here. You know, the way you you had a lot of mysterious nefesh to move to Israel. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and and now you have you're faced with something like this. Uh-huh. I think the question kind of is like, do you ever have any regret? No, no. In fact, I even got a message because I'm, you know, I'm such a, uh, I don't know, I'm a God's man. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm really. That's, that's my hand. That's my handle, right? Meaning that I'm always filtering the world through um, through my understanding of Hashem from a biblical perspective, from a Torah perspective, right? So <clears throat> even with all that happening, I you know I got a message from my dad. He's like, "You thinking about moving moving back? Maybe you know until it <laughs> calms down over there." And I'm just like, <clears throat> "I'm a thousand percent sure." That this place has a future, and I'm not sure about any other place. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. I'm a thousand percent sure that this place has a future. Hashem is going to do, and and it's been written, the book sealed, that this place has a future. I'm not so sure about other places. That's totally true. And and even as everything's going on, you know, as that happens over there, you see over here what happens. The level of anti-Semitism starts to rise and everything else. Where else, where am I going to go to New York? I'm going to go, where am I going to hide to, you know? Right. And even over here, every time I get off the plane, not only do I feel somewhat of the, the, the spiritual you read, that you feel the, you feel the, um, all the heat, the tension of what's going on over here, you know, being black and being Jewish or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm looking over my shoulder and I'm, you know, I'm just looking at how people are looking at me, how they, you know what I'm saying? Other black people, you understand what I'm saying? So it's like, over do you get? Here, do, do, you get like do you get that <clears throat> here when you're here in New York? Do you get? You know, it's it's a matter of like, for instance, I was saying when I was shooting the video yesterday, um, it was so intriguing for people, and I find that most people, and this is where the news comes in, also too, I find that most people are just very intrigued and would just love to have a conversation, right? There was so many. I mean, we're shooting in Crown Heights, we're, shoot, we're shooting all over the place in Brooklyn, so it was no ex- no escaping, you know, my brothers. From the other, but of the same color, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> and um, it's a lesson. Once you start to speak to them and they realize you understand the language, then they go, "What's going on, brother?" You know what I'm saying? It's like it's it's a sort of like commonality. It's a commonality yeah. that you have with people. And once you break that first barrier of them trying to figure out what's going on, then they're like, 
okay, it's cool. You know what I mean? But it is like an in- initial tension, and some of it is generated by the news because you see what's For going sure. on in the news. So you think like, you know, I'll tell you, I shot my video, Motherland Bounce. I shot it in Harlem. And so there's a mixed crowd of people that were there watching or whatever. So, and because of the, I guess, gentrification's going on over <laughs> yeah. there, you know, uh, it, it just, it, they happened to be also too, a lot of Yidden in the area. So as they were coming, watching us, you know, do our thing and they're clapping and they're out their phones on. So people start coming up for selfies and everything else. And so the guys that were there, you know, acting or dancing, they just like thought I was pretending also. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just like, like this guy went all out. He got the whole haircut and everything else. You know, I was just glued. Grew the beard. He's like, you know. And so he says, saying, hold on, no. Well, you know, because we didn't really talk before or whatever. You know, they were hired and by the team or whatever. And so. They're all coming up to me. It's like, yo, I thought Jews hate black people, son. Like, you know, they're like, we got to talk. Like, you know, they all were so intrigued about my story and what was going on. You know, so I haven't got, it was a, it was a key to Shashim. Really yeah, because you're the bridge between those two worlds. Right, right, right. If you right. think about it. When I didn't you have realize a neighborhood it until like I shot that video. I know, I didn't realize it until they were coming up talking to me and I was like, no, that's a misconception. You know what I mean? So a lot of dialogue and conversations not happening and a whole lot of news. So that's what I think is bringing it attention but you definitely feel something when you're here and i think that the news is spinning and it's it's, it's trying to teach people how they should feel about each other and it's not true you right know, and it's not real so like we mentioned at the beginning this was supposed to be a 20 minute interview and it turned into close to two hours uh we do want to bring you the most we can because it was really really amazing so what we're going to do is we're going to play a few in two parts like we did with uh awkward Bacher, aka the greenspan episodes yes so um we're going to end the interview. We're going to pause the interview here and look for the second half of the interview in our next episode. Yeah, we'll release that fairly quick. You should not have to wait too long for it. You know, there was a long delay between the two Greenspan episodes. Remember that? Wasn't that because of Shavuos? Yeah, there was, no, it was Pesach. Oh, Pesach, sorry. Where are you? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you were away. I don't remember. Just... What I had for breakfast this morning. Yeah. So anyway, that is all the time we have for this episode. Guys, feel free to drop us a line. Shoot us an email, hawk at kiddishclubpodcast.com. Let us know your comments, your feedback, your suggestions. Do you have any guest ideas you want us to know about? Just send us an email on it. Um, hit us up in the DM on Twitter. Uh, we started an Instagram now, so you can check us out there. Follow us on Instagram, Kiddish Club Podcast. They'll be the first follower. <laughs> We have one follower. <laughs> it's not true. We have five followers oh, as of right now. Wow. Yeah. Big it's time. growing, people. Big Stay time. with it. Stay with <laughs> us. Leave us a review. Subscribe so you get the episode first. And we are out. Yeah. I used to run with BGD. Yeah. I dropped the B and put a O after the G. Yeah. Six points still big up King D. In the synagogue, camouflage, but I can't wipe the skin off. I'm proud of it, it's loud a bit, but I'm not trying to crisscross. I done made it this far. Hold it all in my no, but, the, but really, let's get back to what are they going to hack next? I mean, like, yeah, it could be it could be airlines, it could be big. Like, I don't know, maybe like, is the Jewish world susceptible? Like, maybe the Jewish. Oh yeah, world. what what like what are they going to hack? Like the Shul times, like <laughs> Minion times. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to mess around with Shkia. <laughs> Then we'll really be in trouble. (laughs) We'll pay anything. We'll pay no price.